Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 55 of the Fresher and Parland show. Oh, I was going to say this is the first one where we doubled the number, but that's not true, it's the fifth one. Uh, yeah, we had one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four, and five, five. Those are, I think that we actually planned it out. And so if you go back and listen to each of those episodes in particular, there's a continuing theme. Like we, we hit a little tidbit, and you can put them all together now that we're on the fifth one. Yeah, so you can put it together, the secret message. If you tweet that secret message to us, we will be sure to uh, mention it in episode 6-6. Six, six. Yeah, so go back, <laughs> listen to episode 11, 22, 33, and 44, and you'll be in the know. In the know. By the way, if you, in case you didn't know, I am Parlance. Oh, and I'm Fresher. I figure, you know, and fresherparlance.com. <laughs> so I was, uh, it was funny, I was reading a, uh, a, another podcast thread, and uh, I guess the Prodigal Sons podcast, they, had, they took a week off, like two weeks ago. Yeah. And Wait, how, of, they took just, you know, is that one episode, right? Yeah, just one episode. They took a week off, and uh, in the comments, someone's like, thanks for not doing another episode. I had to go listen to Fresher and Parlance <laughs> to fulfill my podcast needs. And then it said, uh, it said, it wasn't too bad. That was that was so I'll take it because the overall theme of the the comments from this guy are usually grumpy, 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 and more grumpy. So yeah, that's I'll pretty take, good for a grumpy guy. Yeah, for yeah, it's like a pseudo compliment when someone says it's not too bad. Yeah. yeah, I'd rather be not too bad than not too great. Yeah, me too. I'll take not too bad any day. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, we had last week off. Did you enjoy your uh, week off, fresher? Uh, I did. And then over the weekend, following that week off, I traveled to Los Angeles, California, which was pretty fun. It was like 85 degrees or something ridiculous. Way too hot for me. But it was still nice. What did you do in Los Angeles, California? I was hanging out with my friend, and her cousins came, or her cousin and went down there and we all hung out and went to restaurants and bars. We went bowling. There's a really cool bowling place we went. I went on the Hollywood Walk or whatever. I've never been. I've been to L.A. before, but I've never been to where they have the stars and stuff. I was like, it's funny to look at which ones people are taking pictures of. And the best one that I saw a guy, which I kind of wanted to copy him, was taking a picture next to the Chuck Norris star. That was like... The, probably the best one that I saw someone taking a picture by. Oh, that's a good... Here's By the way, that's a great Twitter opportunity. You could reach out to us at Fresh and Par. So there's always those great Chuck Norris... Chuck Norris cures cancer with his tears. Yeah. Like, you know, like Chuck, Chuck Norris is badass. Let's, let's, if you could creatively think of a Chuck Norris joke about his Hollywood star. I know. Yeah. I know. And then, if, and then you, if you could put the picture on it, that'd be amazing. If you already did this and everything. Yeah. Chuck Norris is so strong, he forged the star. I don't know. That's where I, that's <laughs> he where I forged leave. the star. Yeah, he forged the star on Hollywood's Walk of Fame with his <laughs> mere fist. He punched a star into the sidewalk. That's a terrible joke. Do not use that one. So that's a baseline. Of, <laughs> that's a that's a baseline. I like <laughs> the other good one out of the um. The stuff on the Hollywood Boulevard that I thought was entertaining 
was uh, they have like the footprints, you know, near that China theater thing, and um, they have R two D two and C three PO's footprints, which is kind of cool. What's uh, is R two D 2s like? Just two little wheels or something. It's like the two little squares from the back, and then the one square in the front. That's kind of funny. I know. I thought it was pretty good. And also, okay. so when in Las Vegas, you always see all those like bumblebee guys and like you know the hang the hangover baby guy and just like the general group of people out you know that are dressed up looking for money. But the ones in LA were way higher quality. They had like way better suits. <laughs> So it's funny you mention that because while you were in L.A., I was in New York City. Oh, yeah. And in Times Square, which is where I stayed, yeah. um, I was there for business, not for pleasure. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of costume characters. And I think I've told you this before. I've seen the costume characters. like t- like So there's at least five Mickeys, three Elmos. Um, yeah. But I saw the worst, the worst Thor I've ever seen in my entire life, okay? I feel like that gets him something right there just for being the worst. So, like, you know the guy who dresses up like Zach Galifianakis in Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah. Right, so imagine that guy, same body shape, okay? Yeah. With a really bad Thor helmet and a white (laughs) T-shirt that made him look like he had muscles. You know what I'm talking about? It's not even, is it like the the padded ones or just the the airbrush one? Airbrush, dude. (laughs) Those are, those are great. It was so bad that I almost wanted to pay a dollar to get a photo with him. That's how bad it was. He was. I know that's crazy. Yeah, like Thor's, like I don't know. It's got to. They can't get that much money doing that. They have to just do it because they like it or something. I don't know. Did I tell you? So two trips of New York ago, it was probably. I don't know, maybe 1 a.m. and I was in Times Square. Maybe it wasn't 1 a.m. It was definitely late, and it was on a Friday night, and I saw all of the characters, like, going home. Oh, really? Like, at once? Is it, like, a union or something? No, it's not a union. (laughs) I just think they know there's no more tourists, so they're not going to get any photos or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, they all had their... They were walking with their hats off. Every single one of them was a Mexican guy. (laughs) All of them. All of them. Every single one of them. All of them. Even, Even like, was, the princesses and stuff? Yeah, if they had a helmet, like a, like a big thing that covered their head. Yeah. Yeah, it was all, they were all men. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, the Naked Cowboy. That was popular when I used to work in New York about... What's the, the Naked Cowboy? The Naked Cowboy was Times Square Institution. It was just a guy, rain, snow, sleep. He was like the U.S. male. He was always there. But wait, so, how naked was he? He was just in his underwear playing a guitar in the middle of oh, Times Square. Oh, in the underwear, yeah. Yeah, they called him the Naked Cowboy. He was a dude. He was an institution in Times Square for many, many, many. It was the many same years. guy always, or is this like same a guy, thing? Same guy, blonde oh. dude. He showed up in a lot of stuff. You've, if you looked up Naked Cowboy, it wouldn't actually bring up a guy who's naked with a cowboy hat. It would bring up this guy from Times Square. I thought my favorite of those like famous, you know, I don't know homeless people. I don't know if he's homeless, but famous like you know, street people. I don't even know what to call it. Anyways, is Super the San Porter? Francisco one? I guess, but like, well, the San Francisco one, the Bush guy, who like in um, in uh, Fisherman's Wharf. That guy fucking hangs... got me. That I know he gets everyone, but he's famous too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's like a circle of people like watching, and you're like, you don't think anything of it because it's all touristy. But then there's just a guy with a dumb twig, and he jumps out at you. <laughs> but that works. It's the Bush guy. <laughs> All right, so for those of you who don't know, uh, in 
Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco, uh, on the kind of main street between kind of a little bit of like one spot and another spot, there's like some potted plants or whatever, and then a guy stands kind of near a potted plant and literally puts a twig in front of his <laughs> yeah. face. Like, it doesn't even cover him up. He's I just know, there. Like, good, but it works. That's and, what's so funny about it. <laughs> and as you walk by, he lowers the twig and goes, boom, and like scares <laughs> you. And that, that jerk, he And totally like people get freaked out. But then, like, everyone laughs at them, and it's, like, a whole thing. So even if it's, like, some bro guy who, like, wants to beat him up, that's not going to do it because it's, like, everyone loves the, the Bush guy, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, so I totally got – I that happened uh, – my my weekend of my birthday, I went to San Francisco, and I got scared by that jerk. <laughs> but I la- as soon as it happened, like a, I laughed. It's not even, like, a day that he does it. He's, like, there all the time. But it, like, still works. I mean, it's kind of like, like, we can talk about this, like, the naked cowboy guy, you know? It's like the bush guy in Fisherman's Wharf. Yeah, I totally fell for it. I totally got scared. I totally... (laughs) And then I saw the fact that it was literally a, like, it was, like, not much of a branch at all that was covering it. (laughs) And then it's also that, like, you're paying no attention, and then you're, like, in the center of this circle of people watching you be scared. That's, like, also the bad part of it, you know? And then, like, you kind of have to, like, go into the circle and watch other people get scared because, like, that's your only way to, like, you know, dust yourself off or whatever. Be like, okay, yeah, I'm in on the joke now, too. (laughs) My dusting off was, I'm hungry. I need to go that way. See you later. Actually, I think I might have said, nice one, and then just kept going. Like, I gave him a compliment. Yeah. I would have said, nice one, guy. (laughs) I like guy. Guy is my favorite aggressive thing to call people. That's totally not aggressive. That's what are you your, doing, guy? Your passive aggressive aggressiveness. Is that a passive aggressive though? Well, it's it's you're being aggressive, but like in a really low. A yeah, it's low, a very low level of aggression. But let's I not call passive, passive aggressive. Let's not call it, passive. Let's call it low level aggressive. Yeah, it's a very low level. Um, so anything else you do in LA? Any any? Uh, fun let's see. Oh, I went to the tar pits. Never been there. I didn't know that's the most rich archaeological like animal or uh, ice age animal place in the world. Oh yeah, they they pull things out of there all the time. I think. I know it's it's crazy. It's just in the middle of or I don't know how middle it is, but it's just in LA and it's like tar pits and they're just straight up like out there and it smells like tar and stuff. Yeah, so like a thousand years from now, when or whatever, let's say fifty thousand years from now, when there's another species on this planet, they're going to be pulling like Volvos and bicycles out I of there. I know, yeah, that people threw in. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because if you go to like, um, oh, where was this? This was in Denmark or kind of those the Norwegian com- uh, countries or even in Ireland, I think. Um, you know, there was these ancient religions that they yeah. would just like throw shit into the bogs. Oh, yeah, the bog stuff, yeah. Like yeah. the bog man in Ireland. I went and saw him. And it's it's weird because uh, they don't even know what the people were doing, like these religious things that they were just throwing things in there. There was like, they have no idea because there was no written word at the time. So yeah. it's just like, um, but yeah, I can imagine, yeah, like 40, 50,000 years from now, like them pulling out, uh, you know, iPhones and... Uh, yeah. and I know, that kind of makes me want to go, like, throw a phone in the tar pit just so people can find it later, because I don't know. It's fenced off and stuff. Hey, I want to so, fly a drone into it. That's what I should do. That would be a timeless thing they could pull out. So I was An thinking, original drone from speaking, 2015. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, if you had a Hellfire missile, that would be more 
uh, better if it was attached to the drone. Um, speaking of phones, I had this idea yesterday. Um, yeah. You know how there's like this this kind of like ironic, um, Saved by the Bell esque Zach kind of. Oh, Zach, the giant phone. Yeah. The giant phone. I was thinking I had an idea for a Kickstarter. Yeah. To to essentially re-release and and sell again those giant phones. It'd be cool to make it. I mean, I guess I don't know how you'd fit the other phone in it, but to make a phone case that was like that, but then it's all battery. Oh jeez, <laughs> it'd be like eighty pounds. I know, but then you wouldn't. Your battery wouldn't die. I guess true, but I, I guess that would be. I just like the I, the concept of someone carrying around giant phones again. I know, or yeah. like those car phones that are basically like briefcases, and the thing unhooks from it, and you pick it up. You know. Yeah. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, briefcases, I think, also, that's another thing I want to bring back, briefcases. Briefcases, I think, are not that far gone. Like, people carry brief, briefcases still. I never see briefcases. I see them, but they're definitely, like, not utilitarian. They're more of, like, a style thing. Because, I mean, you just have, like, a messenger bag or a backpack. Even though it's not classy, it's more functional than a briefcase. Yeah. I, I, but, I, I mean, I see people with briefcases. So it's just I, annoying not to have a strap on it because, like, I don't want to always it. hold it in my hand. Yeah, but there's, I think there's something, like, kind of satisfying when you open it up and it has the snaps and it goes, like, whoosh, you know, yeah, and no, then you, like, cool. lift it up. I would want, if I had a briefcase, I'd want one of those metal ones that looks like it has something, like, handcuffed to my hand. Oh, I, yeah, like, uh, like, or Pulp Fiction, and you open it up and it, like, shoots a glowing light at your, in your face. <laughs> yeah. or, like, it has the built-in computer that controls my drone. <laughs> and carries your giant phone. Yeah. Um, the but, uh, I don't know if you ever shared the elevator. If you don't, because I come up a different way in the morning. But I take the elevator in uh, from the parking garage in the morning, and I share it a lot of times with kind of I would say late fifties, early sixties lawyers who have clearly um, <laughs> like been around. And I wish I made a mental note to talk about this. Uh, to, to, to remember this conversation. So there was these two old guys in the elevator today. Yeah. And uh, they were talking about a charity event they went to the night before. Yeah. And they were marking... Uh, it was just like... It made me think, like, old money is for definitely for real. Like, this is a real deal thing. Like, it totally <laughs> exists. Because these old guys were just like, oh, we're talking about sailing, going to this chariot event. And they were just, like, just talking about stuff. And... Um, and, and I've heard this a number of times, and I wish I could remember. Oh, that's what he said. It's like, if it what I can't remember the guy's name. I, even if I did, I probably wouldn't use it. But it was like, oh, remember, boy, if it wasn't for that Chuck, there'd be five people at that charity event, and they're like, I know, tell me about it. I'll tell you what, that Chuck's a great guy. He's a great guy. You ever do arbitration with Chuck, man? He is a savvy-looking dude. He is. He gets what his clients need, and they're like, I know, but he's such a likable guy. Oh, arbitration. <laughs> Try to avoid that with Chuck. And I've heard that conversation or a variation of that conversation at least three dozen times. <laughs> three dozen? That's a lot. Yeah, because there's a lot of uh, lawyers or law firms in our building. Yeah, and they always take their cars. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's like um, you're filtering it out to just the, the car lawyers. Yeah, so as I said, I went to uh, New York City. You went to L.A. Yeah. You went to the Tar Pits. You the big cities. You saw... You saw the walk of the Hollywood Walk of Stars. You yes, saw C3PO's footprints. Yes, tar pits. How was? Did you see your friends? How were your friends? 
Uh, they were good. And uh, oh, we stayed in uh, Koreatown. That was cool. I hadn't been to Koreatown too much. Like it is, it's pretty cool. Like how uh, you know, Korea it is. Oh, they have like really good bread shops, like the Asian style bread shops. I'm excited. Apparently, they're gonna open one of those branches here pretty soon. I think like in Chinatown, and then maybe in Bellevue too. So I got one of the punch cards. But like, yeah, no, it was really good. It's like and, a, uh, we had a lot of good food. It's a Chinese or a Korean bakery. I mean, I think it's like the Japanese one, but it's in Koreatown. I mean, they probably have it in Korea too. Got it. But Got uh, it. it's just like Asian bread store style. And then uh, what other stuff? We went to the beach, you know, that one pier or whatever. The Venice. Venice in Venice. No, or, not oh, Venice, no, uh, the other one. Yeah. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, San Santa Monica. Santa Monica, yeah, the pier. Yeah, did you like that? Yeah, I had actually been there before, but yeah, it was cool. We just like strolled by. There used to be a great bowling alley near that pier that I, I used to. So I... the bowling alley we went to was really cool. It was called a, uh, uh, I don't even remember, but it was like way retroy. But then, if it was in Seattle, it would be crazy busy all the time. But it seemed like real there, as in like, it was just like alternative type people. But it wasn't busy, and it wasn't like. It just seems super not fake. Like, is that, like I feel like it's... Uh, um, what's the name of the one here? Um, the garage? The gar- it's like the garage, except for like not made up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Got it. So authentic. You would describe yeah, authentic. Yeah. I guess that's the opposite of not fake. I mean the same. <laughs> so did you, if you were to pick your highlight, what would it be? My highlight? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It was all so great. Oh, well, fine. I'm not going to force you on the thing. So I'll I'll give you some highlights of New York. I already talked about the 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 people on the you know the street performers, but um, I went to uh, Momofuka. The oh the, yeah yeah first time. Um, pretty good. Really liked it. I also what, had what, what kind of thing. Was it's it? like uh, so they have it's the noodle house or noodle shop so it, they had some ramen it's like Korean the guy that there's like Tommy wait don't they have that in Portland too I don't think so I kind of think I went there in Portland they might I don't know I mean he has an empire now this guy he even has a show on Netflix I think or two shows or he definitely has two seasons of it's I forget his name is like David Chang or something like that I yeah think like Lucky Peach or something I think someone was telling me um. So they have they have ramen and they have kimchi. They have like these uh, I don't know what they call them. The it's like it's not a dumpling. It's like doughy stuff with stuff in the middle, but it doesn't close. It just folds over the top. I forget what they call them. Oh, that's it's, cool. It's kind of like a dumpling, but it's it's not completely enclosed, and nor is it fried. Um, and I think he has a number of other restaurants. But um, I'd also traveled with my wife because she had business as well, which was serendipitous and also nice. She yeah. waited in line before the store. They don't take reservations. Oh, yeah, and it's, like, super busy and stuff. So she got there, like, when it opened, I think, at 6. And or she got there earlier than that, was waiting in line. Um, and we, I met her literally as she was entering, as they opened the door, because I, I took a cab down there. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, and we just got it, and the place filled up instantaneously. Within 15 <laughs> minutes of us sitting down... Well, actually, within the first wave, it filled up, but, like, within 50 minutes of sitting down, the entire place not only was filled, but there was, like, a line out the door for people to eat. So That's uh, crazy. That we place, really that busy? 
Yeah, and that place has been open for like, I don't know, seven, eight years now, and it's still kicking. New York, man. I know. That's another thing. Speaking of New York, uh, today there was an explosion. I know. Did you? I never heard what the explosion was caused by. So it was a gas explosion, but I have some... I mean, I was. A, I actually know this building where it exploded. It's crazy. You've because been there. I went to school in, at NYU, and uh, there used to be a place right south of St. Mark's on 2nd Avenue called um, Pome Frites, which was like known for their... Oh, it's like a Frites place. Those are good. Dude, this was the, my first ever exposure, you know, coming from Bumble, Pennsylvania. We didn't have... <laughs> like. Our French fries were like McDonald's and Burger King's. That was your choices, yeah, you know? or like some other chain. Um, and uh, this was like the first ever like Euro style, you know, eat it with mayo. With all the sauces and everything. Yeah, exactly. With all the sauces the are good. I know, man. They had a thing called War Sauce, which was like this, like peanut ketchup mayo, like onion like combo that was so freaking good. That sounds. Um, that's a lot of stuff to put in a combo. Well, it was like yeah, it was. Yeah, well, I mean, it worked. It worked. Um, and uh, they, they, that wasn't that. It's it's interesting because the that wasn't the building where the explosion happened. It happened in the the place next door. But yeah. then the building caught on fire, and then the building that held Pomme Frites, my that my my favorite French fry store in the world. Do you think it was still there at this time? What do you mean? Like, was it open when the, the fire happened? Yeah, it was definitely still... It was, like, it happened in the afternoon. It was definitely open. No, no, I mean, like, did you check that it still existed there? I walked by it in New York. Like, oh, like, this week. last time? Yeah, they have a website. It's still there, trust me. It's Damn. still there. Yeah. It's an institution. It's been yeah, there... Yeah, that's for, crazy. Yeah. And that that building literally just collapsed. It just collapsed. So, Pomfrey, it's, like, it's not even salvageable. It's, like, the building is in rubble. That's the worst. I yes. wonder what they're going to put there. Well, they were going to have to build another building, I guess. So, but I yeah. hope like, So I was also surprised looking at that shot of the fire. And that area it was the East Village, right? Uh, yes, it's the East Village. Like, it looked like it was all, like, five-story buildings. Yes, it is. Can they not build taller ones there? Uh, they can. There's, there's definitely taller buildings there. But that was an area that hasn't been built up in a long time. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I bet they'll put something bigger. Yeah, that's right by St. Mark's, which I don't know if you know this, but you know the classic CBGBs is was right there. And what's you know, CBGBs? That was like the classic punk rock '70s New York oh, kind oh. of scene. That was all over there. That was like all crazy rough area. Now it's like gaps and Starbucks and stuff. Oh. So yeah, I know. I just know that East Village is being like shopping and like stuff. Yeah, that that was not like safe nor like um, like what would I call it, desirable living areas back even just like 40 years ago. Now it's just, you know... Just 40 years ago? Well, what, 40 years... I mean, I, yeah, that's pretty short, but still. I mean, it's not... It's 40 years ago, but this... It, even 15 or 20 years ago, it was fine. It was like 20 years later, like the 90s, late 90s, like that was like still totally... I would say it was still not what it is today. I mean, it was not... Yeah, I mean, I like those shots of like... New York subways in the 80s where it was, like, super grimy and, like, dangerous and stuff. I guess you know, that's years ago, though. Speaking of which, dude, the New York subway system is still grimy. It's still but, I mean, like, not like those, like, before. I mean, the actual tunnels and the stations, yeah, it's crazy. Those are, like, not updated. They're just, like, steel beams and stuff. 
So I was thinking about this and in terms of, because there's been a lot of talk about infrastructure in the United States. I yeah, how it like, sucks. <laughs> uh, that was, I was going to get to that. It definitely does suck, okay? Like, are bridges just falling down because the truck was too big over here and, like, shutting down I-5 for, like, months? Dude, so not only that, so I don't know if you've heard this, but the bridge that that's on I-5 that, that goes over the Columbia River. Uh, yeah. That bridge was built, like, for horse and carriages, and they just built over it, so it's built well, over it. Well, I didn't know that. Because it's a huge bridge. Not the Astoria Bridge. No, no. Well, the Columbia, yeah, the one. Yeah, I'm not, thinking of the big one, like in in uh, Eastern Washington or whatever. No, not in Eastern Washington. Oh. The, the one that goes, if you were to take five south toward California. Yeah. Uh, so it goes over the Columbia River at, at one point as you go across the border. That oh yeah, has, it has the double up thing. I just looked it up. Yeah. So. Where it like lifts up the whole thing. Yeah. So apparently that bridge literally at any given moment could collapse. It's the most, it's rated the most dangerous bridge, like, the most dangerous... No, wait, dangerous, like, well-used bridge? As in, at any moment, if there is any sort of earthquake or whatever, it will collapse. Like That's the crazy. Yeah, it's it's on its way out. So, um, it's, it's... I And then I was thinking about New York City, you know, and how it really still feels like a city from the 70s or the 80s. I know, yeah, it's kind of weird. It doesn't have a modern flair. It doesn't, it doesn't feel modern when you go there. And I was kind of the charm of it, too, I, th I would think. Well, here's the thing. It's, I, would, I would agree with you in some respect, but it certainly doesn't have the charm of, say, a London or a Copenhagen where like, everything has like a pseudo-theme because it's so, like, weird, because there's these, like, 70s buildings that aesthetically, and these 80s buildings that are aesthetically just kind of gross. Yeah. I, I guess they have a certain charm, I would say, but I, I just, in terms of, like, the United States is a aging, the infrastructure and everything else is just an aging thing, and... Uh, I know, and it's crazy that we have, like, all the richest people in the world. <laughs> I know. So, I guess my, my the larger point I was trying to make is is that... We need to do something about it. Seriously. You know, like, roads shouldn't be... Bridges and roads shouldn't be falling apart. We should have a high-speed train system. You know, we should have we a lot of... Hyperloop, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. And if that actually was a viable thing and it was totally working, like, yeah, that should be done. They're, already, they're testing it in Texas. I know, but it's not done yet. It's not proven. So I guess my point is, is that... China and a lot of these other countries that are building their infrastructure now, like, who knows? 50 years from now, we'll be like, oh, my gosh, China. Yeah, no, it's um, totally... I mean, it's already going that way. China has, like, huge markets, and it's taking pretty much all consumerism. Like, as soon as, like, their middle class is, like, just getting bigger, but as soon as they have, like, more people, like... I mean, iPhone already, like, basically put Apple over the top when they released it in China. Like, when, when a company can release something in China and just have it, like, blow away everything because there's so many consumers there, like, we're totally done. <laughs> well, that's, like, first off, you're talking about, like, essentially the, the Chinese middle class, but I'm, which is fine. I, but China's building cities right now with modern stuff, and I'm just wondering, like, what China will look like in 50, 60 years. Like, are they going to have... Are they going to have an Empire State Building? Do you think they'll have something that lasts forever and ever that's iconic? I don't know. We'll see. But um, 
They have the like, Forbidden City or whatever. That's way older. That is super old. You're absolutely true. That's true. I mean, um, they have like China has way more old stuff than we do. <laughs> I, I'm not talking about the old stuff. I'm talking about the new cities. I'm talking about Shanghai in particular, right? Yeah, or, yeah Hong Kong even. I don't know. You speaking about things being old and still cool. Tom Brew. Grandma's birthday. <laughs> oh. She just well, turned 93. That's crazy. That's that crazy. is. Awesome. Crazy. She's like, I hope that I can be as cool as my grandma when I'm 93, because she's still like super witty, and uh, you know, hangs out and stuff, does her own her own stuff, lives at her house. That's pretty cool for 93. Um, is uh, is grandma uh do any like bus trips to the casino or whatever? Uh, no, she no, she doesn't. She's not into gambling. She just hangs out at home. And my parents go over there once. She does puzzles, and uh, she turns her lights off to conserve power. And um, doesn't she, she also are... knit? We've talked about the 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 hats she's made, right? Oh yeah, she uh, knits hats, but she's she would knit them all the time. So like she's de- really she's been limited to one hat per week. So or no per day, and she donates them to cancer societies for when people have to shave their head or whatever. But she like she, like every time I go somewhere, she gives me like a bag full of hats to give to people. I have like so many of the hats. We did talk. <laughs> That's uh your your mother is already, or grandmother I should say, is more charitable than I am. I know, right? It's crazy. My grandma's crazy cool. Happy birthday, grandma. <laughs> Happy birthday, grandma. Is it Fletcher? Fletcher, yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, Grandma, Grandma Fresher. Grandma Fresher, right? Um, the uh, so I wanted to. By the way, I'm sick, everyone. I apologize if you hear some sniffling and sneezing. I've been doing a really good job. Oh my gosh, just sniffling! It's I've ruining been, the show. I've been I've been muting myself. I've already blown my nose like six times, and you had no clue. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, but uh, I did want to. I had a couple things I needed to talk about. So. And this is before we kind of get into the news of the week and our movie reviews and uh, all that stuff. Uh, I finished the second book of the Red Rising trilogy called The Golden Sun. Yeah. This is a really fun series to read. I think I talked about the first uh, book in the series on this show. Previously, I read it about a month ago. Yeah. Definitely a 2015 novel. Um, hey, so how many of those are nonfiction? None of them are nonfiction. Oh my gosh, that was your thing. You were trying to read nonfiction books. I, but I also said I was going to just do reading in general. So I gave you that one to read. No, you, you never gave it to me. I totally gave it to you. You never gave me that book. It's a running <laughs> joke now. You never gave me that book. Um, so anyway, the, sec- the, second, the second novel is called Golden Sun. So the first book has like a... It's about class systems and... Uh, you know, people being slaves and, and never being able to leave the thing that they were born or bred to do. So, like, pinks... I think we talked about this. Pinks are, like, sex workers or pleasure pleasure artists, and coppers hold the money, silvers do uh, business. Yeah, but uh, then they, they change one of the people's colors, like, yes, to yeah. prove whatever. They change the, a red, which is essentially slave minor slaves, and turn it into a gold, which is the ruling class, and then they send them to the academy, which is essentially a giant war game. Yeah. That's the, that's the plot of book one. Book, book two is, like, after the war game. And, uh, so does and, anyone ever find out that he's, like, 
not a gold. Do you want me to reveal that? I do. I don't know about our listeners, but... Well, I don't, all right. I don't want to so much, but... Hashtag spoiler alert. Hashtag spoiler alert. The end of book two. Everything goes to fucking hell. Oh, my gosh. Does, like, is all society changed forever? No, but it is... It could be, and I was going to actually just state it at this, is like one of the best cliffhangers of a novel I've ever read. Wow, that's impressive. Now, there's massive gaps in this, these books. Wait, is there a third one, or did they not come out with this one? Book, literally, the book just came out in January, the second one. So I just saw that the third scheduled book is planning to release in the spring of 2016. Uh-oh, you're going to have to wait. Gotta, gotta, i got to wait, so I have a massive cliffhanger. But I will say, um, this guy, like... For all much, for how much I really like the book, he took a lot of liberties. So, like, he would spring things on you, like, oh, he's been training with this guy for months, for years, and like, I'm like, no, he hasn't. I've been reading this shit. He's definitely not been training. <laughs> I know. When did he have time for that? Yeah, but the the book was super action packed. It was really action packed, and I rarely tear through a book. This book was some somewhere in the neighborhood of 680 pages or something. Yeah. Um, so how are you going to read again if you tore through it? I hope it's not from the library. <laughs> it's it's um I had to mute myself because I had to blow my nose, but uh the um I what was it? first off it was an ebook, so there's no really no t- but it was I read it in 3 days. Oh, that is pretty quick. Yeah. That's so I really really liked it. Um definitely worth reading again. I'm going to say it's called the Red Rising trilogy. Um the first book is called Red Rising. Second book is called Golden Sun. I don't often say, hey, you know, read this book, but I, I, I am going to say it. It has a bit of a Hunger Games feel in the first one, and then the second one has a little bit more, it's a little, you know, out of that. It definitely moves away from that, so you're not stuck with that. So um, definitely watch it, uh, read it, I should say. That's I, it, cool. I, I don't think I, it could ever be put into a movie. It's too, I think, with the colors and all that, unless they did away with the colors and just had slaves or, you know, like just made them all... You know, yeah, one, basically it's too racist. <laughs> well, no, it would just be a nightmare to do all the people with different colors and stuff, you know? CG, man. Just CG and all. I you guess. Be animated. It could be like animated like the Smurfs. Speaking of CG, did you, you have you read the book Ready Player One? I have not. So I heard... Did you see Pixel, though? Did we talk about that? No. Did you see it? No. It looks really bad. Okay. Um... Ready Player One is a novel. Isn't it, maybe? Huh? What was that? Adam Sandler, I think, maybe is in it. Or he directed it or something. I definitely... Everything you've just said right now makes me not want to see this. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Pixel, the official trailer. Summer 2015. Yeah, so... Yeah, no thank you. Moving on. Hashtag Pixels Movie. That's a dumb hashtag. Why is it Pixels? I guess it's called Pixels. I thought it was Pixel. Okay. But anyways, so Ready Player One. Ready Player One, awesome novel. I really recommend it. We brought it up. Remember, I I I pulled some I pulled people in the offices, and they and like four out of, like essentially more than fifty percent of of the people in the office had read it, or at least fifty percent. Um, and it's a great book. It's kind of it's not well it's not like super well written, but it has a fun, eighties like like, I love the 80s video game theme kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, so they option the screenplay, and there's about a lot of virtual reality in the in the game, in the book. It's about virtual reality. Yeah. Steven Spielberg has signed on to direct this thing, which is That's crazy. Cool. But I've heard possible. This is what's the crazy thing. 
that this could be the first movie ever shot in VR. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, they have, oh, like, uh, I've seen a lot of those movies, but, like, not at the theater, I guess. This is my point. It would be a major blockbuster movie where you're actually... I don't know how they'd do that. They'd have to have all goggles in the place. Yeah, exactly. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, there's a rumor, but it's not ver- it's not validated or verified or anything. It's if, Oh, at my friend's work, they have one of those... Uh, full panorama security camera things that looks really cool. And it's just like for it's like basically the Google camera thing except for that um you know, it's for a security camera. <laughs> you totally press you press the wrong mute. <laughs> I definitely pressed the wrong mute, but that's okay. Um, but, uh, that's cool. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't see about the movie and stuff. Yeah, so check it out. There's a lot of stuff um about it online. Well, not a lot of stuff. There's a couple. There's a couple stories on it. Um, I did want to also talk about Jinx. Did you watch Jinx, the HBO documentary? I did not. Okay, this was. I'm going to give you another recommendation, Fresher. You got a lot of stuff to do. Oh, I, I know. I've just been. I just caught up on a uh, last last man on Earth, and I oh, still caught up on uh, Archer, and uh, I've been watching Broad City too. Like I like Broad City pretty good, but like I feel like season two got way better. And a bunch of people were talking about how, like, it got way better, too. <laughs> it's not, not well, very... All right, so of yeah, those... We're talking about, it got way better. Okay, so of those things you just mentioned, stack rank them, Parlance needs to consume these in what order? From most important to least... Or actually, do from least I'd important... I'd say Archer, and then uh, Last Man on... Or maybe a tie between Last Man on Earth and Broad City. Okay, all right. Because, so, like, Last Man on Earth is pretty good. I don't like the direction it's going too much. I thought it would be, like... There's too many people, basically. And then... Oh, uh, so more people showed up, is what you're saying? Maybe. Maybe. Well, you already ruined it. You just said too many people. It's I mean, it could be, like, in his dreams and stuff, too. It's, like, all not real, or whatever, maybe. Saying, like, Lost. Like Lost. <laughs> Which, by the way, speaking of Lost... A plane went down this week. I know, again. It's know. crazy that there's all these planes, but then still it's the safest mode of transportation. Like, I don't I don't know about yearly, but they all get so publicized every time now. But this well, one this, is particularly scary. It's this like, one, yeah. Oh. So, as we've learned, which, by the way, it usually takes years for these investigations to, like, you know... Um, I know, this one was, like, really fast. Yeah, the French were just like, yeah, dude, we got the, this dude just took the plane and crashed it. So have you heard any more of the details of this at all? Um, just the, like, they, you could hear him breathing so he didn't get knocked out, and they have the, the door was latched from the inside, even though there was a keypad to open it. But what I was kind of thinking, I mean, like, of course, I don't know what I would do either, but if they were going down for eight minutes, and then, like, the pilot's pounding on the door or whatever, like, you could probably tell that you were going down. I mean, like, that's why it took so long, but I'd try a little harder to get the door knocked down. I mean... How do you know he wasn't trying hard? Huh? How do you know he wasn't trying hard to get the door knocked down? I mean, I down? don't know that he wasn't trying hard, but it just sounded like he was, like, pounding. Like, I, I would, like, ram it or, like, use the fire extinguisher to knock it, like, you know, like in movies or whatever. I don't know. It just seems like you could do something more. Get the... in Or get the, uh, the cart and, like, Yeah, get the cart it. and ram it. Like, just... I don't know. I mean, maybe you're not that positive that it's something like that. 
dangerous yet, but I'm sure there's a lot of other factors, but it's just the first thing that I thought. <laughs> so I learned something new this afternoon, well, just recently, for this evening, is that he actually activated the autopilot descent button. Yeah, I know, right? To 100 feet, and he just he just sat there, apparently, he just sat there while the guy was banging down the door. Yeah, yeah, I know, and that's because they thought maybe he passed out or had a heart attack or something, like, trying to, like, benefit of the doubt. But he, they could, the, the breathing, you can hear him breathing, I guess. And so that proves that he wasn't, like, totally, like, dead or, or, like, had a heart attack or whatever. And, like, he just didn't say anything. And it was intentional to, to do the autopilot to descend. And it was intentional to lock the door from the inside. Right. That's, that's the crazy thing. Now, here's my overarching question on this, which, by the way... Have we gone too far in protecting the cockpit post 9/11? Because I think this might not have happened circa, you know, 2009. Yeah, well, it's like the same. Or 1999, I should say. Not, you know. I don't know. I mean, it's like because you trusted the pilots. That's what I'm saying. Like this is like the difference. Is it like if you can't trust the pilots, it doesn't really matter what you do with the door. <laughs> well, no. Before, no. Here's the thing. Before the doors wouldn't lock. They never had like lock crazy locking mechanisms. That was a post 9/11 implementation so that no one could budge and barge into the cockpit because that's what's happened. And yeah. So that all these precautions and measures that exist on the door is what allowed him to turn the thing on and slowly crash the plane. Yeah, but I mean to my point just that if you're can if you're worried about either side of the door, the door doesn't really matter anymore. Well, that's right. I mean, and so like is, I mean whether or not they have these precautions, I mean it's you can never be fail safe and like and if their assumption was you can always trust the pilot, so let them be locked in there, then, like, that didn't work. <laughs> so, what, here's the other major question, at least in my mind, is, was this guy planning this, like, like for a while? Because he had essentially wait for the right moment for the guy to go, like, how did he know the guy was going to leave? Like, I know, just, like, to the bathroom or whatever. Yeah, so do so you think like he's been waiting to do this for a number of flights? And I don't even know. And the opportunity because you also when you set the thing to a hundred feet, like it's a slow descent from the top of the you know thirty eight thousand feet, right? It's like a yeah, it's yeah. A gradual, it took eight minutes. Yeah, it's a gradual decline. It's very possible that taking you to a hundred feet may not even crash you because you if you're over some part that's flat. It'll just take you just really low. So it's. I think it's the the feet is like from sea level. So, I mean, you'd have to be near the water that you didn't hit the ground at a hundred feet. Well, that's my point. They did go over a lot of water. Oh yeah, that's true. On that flight. But then, I mean, also, um, someone I didn't read the whole thing headline only, but uh, someone was saying that crashing into the Alps is like. Because it's like a monument or something. I don't know that like that's kind of a statement in itself. Ah, I don't buy that. I know I don't. It was a headline thing, but people were saying that apparently, allegedly. Oh, so like it's the it's the equivalent of like crashing into the World Trade Center is what you're saying? Something like that is probably what the headline said. That's like stupid. I don't. Yeah, I know. That. I mean, yeah. people say dumb stuff. Yeah, I didn't I... say said it. <laughs> This random headline I saw on the internet had it that way. I mean, maybe, but it seems to me that it's in my mind, if they crashed into, I don't know, the Louvre or the Eiffel Tower, 
that would be impactful to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. that'd be like, whoa, that's a statement. Or whatever French, their French parliament or whatever. Um, yeah. But this was a German dude. This was just a German dude who lived with his parents. Really? Yeah, he lived with his parents, but he did have a, a flat, as those Europeans say. in. Dulcet- so he had his own flat, but didn't stay there? Yeah, because he was constantly, he, it was in an area, he like had a home base with his parents, but had another flat for traveling and stuff, because it, it was by the airport or whatever. Huh. I yeah. saw they, they pictures of them like removing the computers and stuff from the house. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I wonder if they'll find something out about him. I don't know, so, uh, Someone else brought up an interesting point. Is like, this was an eight-minute descent. I'm sure they saw the. Captain. You know who brought that up? What? Me. What? I know it was no, 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 no. That's not what I'm. This is not. It was an eight-minute descent, and they saw the captain bashing the door. Don't you think there was a lot of people with cell phones taking video? Yeah, but they can't upload it. They didn't have service. Plus, they they're over the mountains. You don't think that there'll be some phone debris? Phone debris. Oh, maybe I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. But what would that? Yeah, that's actually an interesting take to look for phone debris. I've never thought of that. Because this was not like a. It wasn't like a traditional airplane crash where it blows up and and it just all goes to shit. This was just like a slow descent down eight minutes. A captain. Yeah, like a regular landing, except for into a mountain. Yeah, exactly. Right, with a slow descent, and like you know, the captain's bashing on the door. I would probably take a video, be like, "What the fuck?" So, you know, maybe. I, don't know, if, I mean, maybe. I don't know. What would you have done? What would you have done in those eight minutes? Because you know, you know something's wrong, but you probably don't know exactly what is wrong. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, I, I can't say what I would have done, but like, you know. I feel like that more people would, like, it would have been weird that the pilot didn't do more to get in. Like, people would help him out, or, I don't know, something. Unless I would have helped out. I would have helped out. I know, yeah. That's, like, I maybe he was trying to, like, not, like, have people get panicked or whatever. But, I don't know. Yeah. It seems like eight minutes is, like, a lot of time to do something like that. But it sounded like people weren't yelling until, like, a couple seconds before impact. Well, because then you see the mountains right in your face. I know, yeah, totally. Yeah, because yeah. it was like a crystal, apparently it was like perfect flight weather. It was like blue skies, no storms, crystal clear. Um, yeah, what a it, jerk. Yeah, total yeah. Fuck, yeah, fucking asshole. He's just, he's like, you know, if you're going to kill yourself, do it like a man and do it to yourself. Yeah, I know. You don't need to take out, take you don't need to take out 149 other people with you, which is, I I feel personally super cowardly and well yeah I mean plus just the whole airplane thing I mean it doesn't really matter about cowardice just like I don't know anything having to do with airplane is is a sticky situation well yeah it's it, well I'm gonna still say it's cowardly I don't yeah, care I it's cowardly he could he could have put a belt around his neck and hung himself on in a bathroom you know what I'm saying like he could have done a lot of things. Uh, so anyway, moving on to a little bit more interesting topics. X Files coming back. Were you fan? I know. I heard that. Were you fan of the X Files? Uh, no, I never really watched it. I saw the movie, but I thought it was crazy that they're bringing it back with like the original actors. I'm loving that, but it's only six episodes. I hear. Aren't they old? They're not that old. They were pretty young. They were in their early 30s, I would guess, when they made that show. 
Oh, yeah. So they're probably like, you know, uh, 55 now. That's my guess. Yeah, I guess it's not that old. What is the age of David Duchovny? David Duchovny, not wife, age. 72. (laughs) No way. Also, you know you're a a celebrity. I said 55, guess what? 54. That was pretty good by me. Well, that is pretty good. Yeah. Julian Anderson. His birthday is? No, August 7th. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It shows up when you search his age. I know. Julian Anderson is 46. So she's actually almost, she's eight years younger than him. Man, she was really young when that show came on. Yeah, that's crazy. She's, like, still looking good for her age, man. They should, um,. They were actually dating for a while. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. While they were doing the show? No, just recently. Oh, recently. Maybe that's yeah. why Maybe that's why they got the idea. You know what we should do? We should put X-Files back together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think Chris Carter, the showrunner or whatever, um, he had another show uh, that was greenlit and then on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And then they canceled it without even... They greenlit it and then canceled it and he lost his project. So... I think he's been looking for a project, and I think this is the only thing he can do. So um, we'll see how that goes. I, I'm looking forward to it. I thought X-Files was originally supposed to be a five-year project and ended up going nine seasons. So uh, I think yeah, they, I, yeah, I think that they'll – six episodes seems about right to me. <laughs> that feels right. That is not bad. Yeah. I also want to call out – we're getting some tweets from people that are watching the show. Thanks for watching, guys. What do we got? Some live viewers action the, going what, on. What tweets do we have here? Are you not? Are you not watching the the tweet feed? You're our tweet guy. I see them, but I'm asking you to read them because you like to do that. Yeah, it's from we got from Bryce. I'm watching the show. Dude crashed the plane. <laughs> we got from uh from Todd over here that they're watching uh with Kana and Naoko watching the show live. We got a well, picture of them watching the show. That's who amazing. is Kana and Naoko? Yeah. Who are they? Who's that? Oh, those are my friends visiting from Tokyo. Oh, so you have some friends in from Tokyo right now? I do. And I just okay. dropped them off over while I did the show. I'm going to go back over because I'm dedicated to the show. Wow, that was, uh, that's a nice thing. You should have had them guest spot. They could have sat in the crowd. They could have been a live audience. I know, right? I mean, they are a live audience. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, in studio. That's true, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, they, they wouldn't be in your studio, so it would be almost the same thing anyways. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so I, I did have a heavy topic that I wanted to talk about, but since we spent so much time talking about the French Yeah, airline, if we start a heavy topic now, I mean, we won't hear yeah. the end of it. I know. So oh, we'll damn, yeah. It's a heavy topic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, I also saw this announcement today, which I think is a pretty interesting thing. So did you, have you ever watched Vice on HBO? Yeah, no, I'm super a fan of Vice. Okay, so did I you... Used to, did I liked you... when I just had their magazine, and it seemed more like underground or whatever, but now it's all yeah. super major. Well, now they're, like, totally... All I know, they're becoming news. just, like, a regular news outlet. Yeah, so um, they're doing... HBO, they're going to do a daily show. A yeah, because they already show. have their specials, but, yeah, daily show, I wonder how that will work. So HBO is going to have a daily news show. That is so curious. I know, yeah. HBO is just turning into a regular old network. Plus, they're not going to be, like, uh, stuck with, like, premium cable since you can subscribe directly to them. Right. HBO Now, I believe, is what they're calling it. Oh, it's, like, a different thing? Well, it's not called Go. It's called HBO Now. 
Oh. And I think it's 14 or something a month. Fourteen. It's like a really good idea for them. I mean, they have already a really good brand going. Yeah. So just a little more on this half hour, daily half-hour newscast. It's set to screen five days a week, 48 weeks a year. Viewers can expect more on-the-ground reporting out of its network of more than 30 bureaus around the world. Further roster of 32 specials will delve into the pressing topics off the back of recent in-depth uh, examinations. So they're going to have 48 weeks a year, five days a week, and also 32 one-hour specials. That's a, lot of, that's a lot of vice. That is a lot of vice. That is a lot of I vice. like reading their... Uh, I, I follow them on Facebook, and they post a lot of uh, weird topics, but it's always fun. Like, they'll just talk about sex or drugs, and, like, you know, it'll be some one of their editors saying, like... Like, one of one time, I think that they tried all of the um, the pills that, like, make you horny or whatever, <laughs> and then they, like, they wrote about, like, I just went to a bar and tried to, like, pick up people or whatever. But uh, then when you when you read it, like, it's like, I don't know, all right. But the comments... The comments on those articles are really good because people are just making fun of them. Like, man, Vice has like gone down the drains. It used to be like real reporting, and now it's just like these dumb editors or whatever. <laughs> it's pretty funny. The comments. Um, I, I personally like Vice, but I think that Shane Smith guy, the guy that runs it, he's a bit of an airbag. I'm not a huge fan of him. Those airbags. Ugh. Yeah, and let me tell you, this airbag, he's fully deployed at all times. He's not. The only thing he's protecting is his face, his own head. He's a jerk. I don't like him. Yeah. So, um... I know it, nobody wants to be a fully deployed airbag. That is the lamest insult ever. You're such a fully, fully... <laughs> Why are you being such an uh, airbag? I mean, like, fully deflated. You're or a fully deployed <laughs> airbag, jerk. <laughs> um... I, the one thing I did, this is good news before we head into, uh, and I also have a show format change that I think I kind of want to, which I'm just going to bring up on the air with you right now. Oh man, um, show format change. Uh, is this, this is another one of our um, architecting the show live. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. that's, that's the segment right there. But <laughs> Yeah, architecting the show live. <laughs> Um, but no, this is our good news story that we Costa Rica is now running completely on renewable energy. Oh yeah, I know, I saw that. That's cool. That is amazing. Good for them. But it, the reason what they were doing it is um, they don't have any heavy industry, and uh, oh, there was some like I can't remember. They had like a good reason. It wasn't because they were trying to be extra green. It was just because like their they power. Had a lot of, apparently, they had a, some heavy rainfall this year. So yeah, Costa there was a rainfall. That's what it was. Costa Rica's hydropower plants alone are generating nearly enough electricity to power the entire country. Yeah. With the boost from geothermal, solar, and wind energy sources, the, the country doesn't need an ounce of coal or petroleum to keep the lights on. But just for now. I mean, they still have the generators. Like, it's not sustainable. And they were also saying that it's mostly because they don't have any heavy industry or, like, um, I don't know. And only, like, three million people live in the whole country. Yeah, uh, no, only 5 million, I think, dude. Oh, 5 million? Oh, Costa Rica yeah. is a small nation, less than 5 million people. Yeah. So no manufacturing, low population, small country, lots of rain, geothermal activity, and and all that junk gives them the ability, and sun, a lot of sun, gives them the ability to, um, you know, live pretty much neutrally. Yeah, I know, that's pretty cool. I mean, amazing. it's cool that, a, like, a major country did that at all, you know? 
<laughs> Dude, they have, as we know, and we talked about it when I went to Costa Rica, they don't have a standing military. They gave it up in 1948. I know, they're such, such a progressive country. They are a bunch of freaking hippies. Hippies and Quakers or whatever the hell they are down there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so good for, good, you know what? Bravo, Costa Rica. I'm proud of you for doing the thing that you, I'm proud of this. This is like awesome. It's been 75 straight days. They haven't had to burn a single I know, that's really long, too. That's amazing. Good for them. It's a slow so, clap. Yeah, slow No, nah, it's better. It's a fast clap. Du, 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 du. Yeah. Slow, um, I like slow clap better. So here's the format change, because I think a lot of people sometimes tune out for the movie review. Okay. Yeah, and they are because they don't want to listen to the movie review. So I think what we should do now is do our plugs, then do the okay. movie review. And then we could pick our movie and all that stuff and then end the show. Does that seem reasonable? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I, I actually got this idea because I was listening to another podcast and they were going to do a spoiler-filled review of a show that I wanted to uh, watch and I hadn't watched. Oh, yeah? And so they actually said, hey, huh? So you turned it off? Yeah, and but before the I but knowing that they were they they knew that it was a spoiler filled if you don't want to move any further and then they did their their pitches to yeah, all their stuff. It should be like hashtag spoiler filled review. Yeah, so this is a spoiler filled review. But here uh, before we go over, hey everyone, you can also uh, check us out on Facebook at just do a little search for Fresh and Par, our Fresher and Parlance. We're on YouTube, we're on iTunes, Fresher and Parlance. Search it, you'll find it. Um, we also yeah, have a got good SEO kind of. Yep. And uh, you can also find us at fresherandparlance.com. Also, you can reach us at Fresh and Par on Twitter anytime. Leave comments anywhere, anytime. We will respond back. We are that good. Yeah, we're responding back. And yeah. uh, uh, I brought them all. Oh, yeah, my. if you email us, we can uh, send you one of these um, Fresh and Parlance desk ornaments that uh, I do up. Wait, which way does it go? No, you had it right. You had it right the first oh, time. Oh, this one? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. I make, I'm 3D printing these up for people. So uh, you could send it. I mean, limited time offer because, you know, if it's really popular, I probably won't be able to make enough. But for just several, I definitely would send them to people. Thank you for... Pro oh, also, the winners of our DVDs, I have not sent them out yet. I will be sending them out either tomorrow or next Monday. So I, if, for those of you expecting the winning DVDs, we, as a special gift, we said we were going to sign the DVDs. We're not going to do that. We are going to include a desk ornament. So congratulations to all you winners. Um, you're going to get a Fresh from Parlance desk ornament with Woo! your winning DVDs. Uh, we also have a network of podcasts. Uh, we have a Prodigal Sons podcast. Uh, they actually did a, a show where they were all in the same room. They were all drunk using an appropriate language. If you feel like listening to that show, prodigalsonspodcast.com. That sounds pretty good. We should do a drunk episode. Oh, I have uh, some other episodes ideas I'll talk to you offline about. Okay. I was going to say, what's to make you, what's, what's thinking, what makes you think that I'm not drunk all the time anyway? So, <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm actually completely sober right now. Sober with the... <laughs> never mind. Uh, <laughs> joke fail. Hashtag joke, joke fail. fail. Sober, sober with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> you're, gosh, fresher, you're such a fully deployed airbag. <laughs> uh, anyway, the uh, you can also reach, uh, listen to our other shows on the network, Part of the Sons Podcast, Dad Distractions, two two guys talk about two old friends talking about being the perils of being a, a father. I like how it started out like kind of bland. Two guys talking about two old friends talking about so and so. <laughs> 
And also, uh, Podvocacy, pop culture podcast. I've listened to it once. It's okay. You should check it out. Maybe you'll like it more than I did. I'm just joking. I'm joking. That was a bad... That was a bad... I like that. Um, and then, uh, is there another one? I don't think there's another one. I think that's it. Uh, so that's that. Also, like I said, please reach out to us. We love comments. We love getting comments. We love feedback. Let us know your feedback. And now it is time. Are you ready, Fresher? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's time for Review Roulette. Review Roulette is a feature of the show where we randomly select a title from the Netflix catalog. We then review that movie from the following week. <laughs> right, Fresher? That's right. It's not so much as a review as we actually go play-by-play, play, like, you're watching the movie with us. So it is a hashtag, um, what was it, hashtag spoiler? Not just spoiler alert. Well, anyway. Spoiler reviews. Anyway, yeah. Give it a number rating at the end. And last week's randomly selected title. It was, was actually, the... like, I think two weeks ago. Well, I think it was actually three weeks ago. Yeah, it was three I... weeks ago. I know, yeah. I'm, I'm a little hazy. I, I took notes, though. But... Yeah, I didn't, I... I... <laughs> Okay, this movie was unforgettable, so we'll deal with it. Or I should say forgettable. Um, the, uh, the, the 1996 sci-fi action classic, Crossworld, starring the Denmark classic actor Rutger Hauer and a young Josh Charles. And wasn't, wait, this is the one with Jack Black though, right? Jack Black as a supporting character. Yeah, but he was in it. I just want to, like, for a second, I thought that you didn't mention that I was thinking of the wrong movie. <laughs> no, yeah, Jack Black was definitely in this, but he was, like, such a side character. So I know, he was a super side character. He was yeah. just the bro trying to, trying to party. Yeah, he was just, yeah. Or, like, I love when he's, like, when Josh Charles disappears, he's like, where were you, man? It's been, like, two days. I haven't seen you around, man. Where you been? <laughs> That's my young Jack Black. I don't know if you could tell. Um, he had to be super young for this movie. He had to be like... I know, he was way young. Yeah. I liked, so I liked this movie. It, seemed, it seemed like weird science type budget where it was kind of like a TV show, but then like not really. Like I, I feel like that was a good vibe. It's like, but um, and like just the, all of the effects and stuff were super 90s-y. Like the rotating gem that like was his necklace or whatever. Oh, dude. Okay, so this movie to me reeked of uh, HBO original movie circa mid '90s. That's what I mean. If frankly, it, I'm surprised this was in the theaters. But I think I was reading some stuff. Was this in the theaters? Yeah, it was in the theaters. That's <laughs> yeah. This was in it did the not theater. Seem like a theater where they're moving. I know, but I I was reading, and apparently the the special effects at the time were cutting edge. Really? I mean, they did kind of have some special effects. So let's go into the plot of the movie, which, if you could call it, it, it really didn't go anywhere. I mean, it yeah, was, and like yeah. the plot was pretty lame. So no, it had potential. Yeah, it it's had... yeah, yeah, that was the problem because like, if they like actually did stuff, the general over arc of this movie, it's like they took a book that actually had a good story and then just took the world from that book and made dumb characters. <laughs> <laughs> so. If but you, you can, can follow, go over the plot. And then I'm, I'll, gonna, I'll I'm gonna give you a brief a brief summation of the plot. A young student who has a jewel that was given to him by his mother, who was given to his mother by his dead father, is comes home from school and is mysteriously greeted by a chippy young blonde woman who says, Come with me if you want to live. Or something along yeah. the way. Oh, uh, oh by the way. 
that chick, she was uh, she was really cute. There was a lot of um, there, there's like they just threw it in there for being hot in general. She had the same thing on like the whole time, and they that all skirt did. was like way short. <laughs> they all had the same. I feel like they all wore the same costume the entire movie. Yeah, I know. Like they did, way didn't change. Yeah. So she says, "Come with me if you want to live. You're in danger." He's like, "What?" Then some gangsters show up because apparently, if you're able to destroy a world, because there's this uh, other, uh, what would you call it, mafia style? Yeah, they're basically like secret agent, like like multi-dimensional secret agents, and but like they have like, yeah. But here's what I don't understand: if because it sounds like they're slowly taking over worlds. Yeah. But it seems to me that they are really incompetent and have really shitty weapons. I know. It was way classic, like, uh, Stormtrooper style, where you got, like, ten guys shooting at someone and you can't hit them. <laughs> so it was really terrible. So anyway, he, she's like, he's like, get out of here. But you're cute. Get out of here. Yeah. Anyway. I know, so like, and his character was so dumb. Like, he was just, like, he was not a good guy. You know, he was just, like, way, he was, like, a little kid or something. So, he changes his mind, like, all the time. It was so she he goes with her after there's a crazy chase and gangsters are shooting up as a place. He runs over a guy, he drives off and, and goes somewhere, and then they end up at a hotel, right? Uh, and, yeah. and they walk around this tree in a certain way, and they open up the hotel door, and in the hotel door it opens up to another dimension yeah. where Rutger Hauer's character It's because she touched the diamond man. No, I don't think she touched then, it. I think huh? she just she had a she walked through the tree. Remember, because he went back later. It was the way you had to approach the place. Oh no, that's how that's when they went to the office to the to meet the other guy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it turns out that uh, Rutger Hauer is a retired. Uh, what's the he's word? another one of these secret agent type. No, he's a resistance fighter. Warrior people. He's a resistance but, fighter. No, but he didn't used to be. I don't remember. What? I don't, That's he? why at the end the main guy was oh, like, "Oh, you're right, you're right." Him again. Yeah, you're right. He was. I don't know. But he became a. He was originally part of the bad guys, then switched sides. Yeah. And, and joined the resistance. But then he gave up with the resistance too, and was like, "I'm out of this. This is He's, too and ridiculous." It, yeah, and he decided he was going to be an artist. Yeah. Anyways, this, yeah. Can you tell this movie is terrible? This movie yeah. is. Absolutely it was pretty bad. So, so but, I mean, I guess. I can go over a more quick premise than going play-by-play play like this. Please do it. So, basically, there is, like, multiple dimensions, and through time, there's only been a couple people who've been able to, like, switch dimensions by themselves, and, like, they're trying to get a way to have one dimension be able to invade the other dimensions, but there's only a couple people who can, like, actually switch back and forth. And there's this weapon thing that makes a hole between dimensions but it was been separated into the separate dimensions, so like you need to have the diamond and the stick thing. And so the whole plot is trying to get this diamond and the stick, and so the one dimension can like invade the other one because then they could bring their army through. And like these time these fighter people are the only ones who can go between dimensions. And so that's why like they can use this diamond thing. So it's a whole fight to try to get the stick, but it's like super dumb. It's just a stick with a, like a diamond in it, and you have to like hit it on the ground and it like shatters time or something. But, yeah, and then the whole fight's for that, and there's this organization of people who, like, just want to take over different worlds. That's it. The That's only the story, scene, basically. I, by the way, my internet went out. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh, I didn't. For, no, I saw you there the whole time. 
Oh, you did? Because it froze for me. I had to go underneath my thing and see what was going on because I think my my cord came out. But did you talk about the elevator scene? Because that was the best scene in the movie. Oh, yeah. no, I didn't talk about the elevator scene. The elevator scene was ridiculous. So at the very end of the movie, they all get into an elevator. And... Yeah, which is dumb because they're escaping. They break into the enemy base thing to whatever get the diamond back because it keeps going back and forth. And, uh... Yeah, and then like they're like, well, this is way too easy. There's like no one around, like at all. Let's just go get our thing. And then they they take the elevator, which is like nine story. Like, if you're, it's like if you're in a fire, don't take the elevator. It's like way, it's like totally makes you vulnerable. But they take it, and then the elevator is like some sort of like trick. That like. And so the walls start peeling away. Yeah. And then the floor goes out from underneath them. It makes no sense. Yeah. They're like, don't. It's kind of like, uh, it's illusion. Don't worry. It's yeah, he's illusion. like, it's not real. Just don't believe it. But if you believe it, it is real. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, it's not real. But if you're hanging down there when we reach the floor, you're gonna get squashed, which makes no sense. I know. So there's this yeah, dramatic like. And then they're climbing up the one guy because he's not looking down. It's ridiculous. But let's see. Let's see what other. That's. I mean, that's the the gist of the whole movie. And then like in the end. Like, since the guy, the main guy who's super lame, like, helped out, he can stay in the other dimension to, like, help fight resistance, but he really wants to just stay there because that chick's there or whatever. Because he wasn't doing anything back home anyways. Yeah, but, his, uh, his mom was see. such a whiner anyway. You can't handle the... My yeah, no, he was such a whiner. Uh, yeah. This is uh, our worst so, review ever, I think, because the movie... We watched it, like, three weeks ago, and the movie was terrible. I know, yeah. The fighting was super horrible, too. Let's see. Everything was bad about this movie. Yeah. It was... It might be the worst movie... It's not the worst movie we watched, because we've watched some really bad movies, but this was approaching... Definitely <laughs> yeah. the highest... Highest Well, budget. I think... I mean, as... It was really bad, but I think that it was, like... This one was on the edge of, like, comically bad. It was... I yeah. don't think it was painfully bad, personally. Okay. Yeah, no, but here's the thing. For if we were to do a ratings analysis and budget, ana- like how much the movie Oh, yeah, cost, no, sure, yeah. I think this one, by how much money they poured into it and, and, and how bad the movie, I think this is the worst movie we've ever seen. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's the worst one we've ever seen. I mean, yeah, like by your considerations, maybe. If it's like high... Oh, was it on that list that we did the other week? Because that was like the highest budget for lowest ratings. No, it, no, it was not on. Trust me, this movie, yeah, no way. Because this movie was probably still, I would guess, like I'm gonna guess a budget of like 30 million, 40 million. That's my guess. Really? What? That's way expensive for the 90s. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jack Black was in it. I don't know if he was famous at that time. Probably not. Crossworld. Do you think if I type to Google search Crossworld movie budget, it would give me the? I don't know. No. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I'm reading my notes. I just that. Yeah, it's dumb. That movie was dumb. <laughs> Anyways, let's just do, do the rating. You know, it's a bad movie when the Wikipedia page for it is one sentence. Really? What does it say? Uh. Crossworlds is a 1996 science fiction film starring Rutger Hauer, Josh Charles, Andrea Roth, Stuart Wilson, and Jack Black, and directed by Krishna Rao. Special effects are by digital... Oh, so it's more than one sentence, but it's one line. 
Special effects are bit by digital drama. The film was shot in Los Angeles, Lone Pine, and El Mirage, Dry Lake, California. Interesting. Anyway, so, yeah, what, that, what are you giving it? I'm going to give it a three. A three? Yeah, it's shitty. It was terrible. It was pretty bad, but I am giving it a five. You're giving this movie a five? Yeah, I mean, it's a bad movie, but I think that it's like... It's, like, comically bad, and, like, there's no plot, but just, like, the way that stuff works in, like, a weird science-type style, like, kind of makes it, like, you know, I would watch it to laugh at it. No, here's the thing. I think it toes the line, but it's not, like, to me, not watch. Like, They Live would be an example of a movie that's kind of bad, but I could watch it because it's awesome because it's so bad. No, but this one, like, it's not that bad. But it's not like they tried to make it bad at all. They just did a horrible job. This is my point, is that this movie is not bad enough, nor is it even remotely close to being good enough for me to like this thing. Yeah. I mean, it's That's... understandable. It's understandable. But uh, is that? I think that gives it a total rating of four. Ugh. Fresh and par, four. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so let's pick the next one. Okay. Uh, all right, let's wait, do it. Wait, what, do you... what, should, what should we do? Should we just, just go back to Rotten Tomatoes Fresh? Because we were doing sci-fi. I could do sci-fi. What do you think? Yeah, I like sci-fi. Let's Okay, sci-fi. All right, sci-fi. Choose a random title, sci-fi. Click on the button. Ooh, this looks interesting. Not really, but... Okay, what'd you get? I got The Third Wish, a bookshop clerk goes from the um, proverbial... Wait. Oh, wait, yeah. A bookshop clerk goes from the proverbial rags to riches when she's granted three witches after finding a rare first edition copy of Charles Dickens' Great Expectations. But will her luck hold out after she makes that all-important third wish? It sounds pretty dumb. (laughs) I also got a dumb one, I think. Unidentified. After an ill-fated weekend of gambling in Las Vegas, four friends on the run from a loan shark wind up stranded in the Nevada desert. But debt troubles may be the least of their worries when they discover something unearthly maybe stalking them. Ooh. I think that one sounds better. This one just sounds boring. 2013, 89 minutes. This is 2004. And uh, 100 and... Wait. It doesn't have a runtime. That's how bad it is. No one's ever finished it. (laughs) I think yours is better. All right, so there it is. Unidentified. This movie is going to be terrible. It's called Unidentified? I just sent you the link. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> Great. This we'll have one, to actually like, talk about I look, it. Like, I look at the cover here, right? Yeah. This, to me, might be cheesy fun. Like, this could, this could like, definitely maybe broach the cheesy fun. Yeah. Yeah. Crossworlds took itself way too seriously. Yeah. No, it did. I mean, I feel like that's part of why I thought it was decent. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So uh, I think that does about does it for that. I think that does do it. That proverbially does it. Ah, that's the uh, that's the proverbial infl- inflated airbag or deployed <laughs> airbag. Fully inflated. Fully deployed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we don't have any, like, stuff to say at the end. Nope, we don't have any stuff to say, so we could just literally say, 
This is Parland saying, have a good one. This is Fresher saying, later taters. Woo!